I've got Tim Brown with me in the studio. He's one of the founders of the Conscious Club. So we're talking all things conscious. Mm. Conscious. What is consciousness to you? What does it mean to you, Tim? It's a very esoteric kind of an idea, isn't mm. it? But... You got to You're listening to Karen Swain, to teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. How are you this morning? You're with Karen, accentuating the positive on FM 99.3. I've got Tim Brown with me in the studio. He's one of the founders of the Conscious Club. So we're talking all things conscious. Mm. Conscious. We've been having lovely chats and conversations while the song's been playing. I have to remember to stop yakking and remember to look at the panel. <laughs> what is consciousness to you? What does it mean to you, Tim? It's a very esoteric kind of an idea, isn't mm. it? But I've heard consciousness, you know, defined as, well, the whole idea that everything is consciousness, everything is conscious. Mm. The whole idea that there's one whole indivisible conscious field expressing itself in infinite diversity Mm. while maintaining its unified nature at all times. Everything is consciousness. And so I think that's the best possible definition of consciousness. Everything is conscious. Um, And then, of course, there's grades of consciousness in things. So there's rock consciousness and then there's human consciousness and there's everything in between. Everything between. And I think it's about, uh, it's about exploring our own consciousness. I think that's what life's about, is about exploring our own conscious experience and looking to see if we can expand or develop that conscious state and an awareness of that consciousness. I think that's where consciousness gets very interesting, a very interesting topic. Yeah. So if you were to say that someone was conscious or not conscious, Mm. what would they be displaying, do you think? What what sort of attributes would they be displaying, a conscious person? In its ultimate definition, it's impossible to be unconscious, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Because everything is conscious. Yeah. But I think there are grades of awareness of that consciousness. Uh Um, And I think, you know, I think what happens as someone becomes more aware of their conscious experience is they start to move away from their own individual experience into a collective awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're aware of their individuality inside of a, a broader collective mm-hmm. kind of an experience. And that's going to change people's approach to life. It's going to uh, it's going to change the way that they engage and act towards each other. It's going to change the way that they eat. It's going to change the way that they look at the world mm-hmm. and themselves inside of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what happens is as awareness broadens of one's conscious reality, uh, then all of those things start to change. Mm. We start to ask a question, a lot of questions mm. about if we're an aspect of that conscious field, that one whole indivisible conscious field, how can I affect that conscious, the collective consciousness? And the great thing is there is that one whole indivisible conscious field. If we are part of that and we can think of ourselves as just a tiny aspect of that, but when we realize that that tiny aspect is connected to every other aspect of it, then we realise that through changing ourselves, we change everything. Mm, and absolutely. I think that's the realisation. When you change the way you look at things, yeah. the things you look at change. Wayne Dyer famously said that. I don't think he quoted that, but he says it. Yeah, yeah it absolutely changes your life. The mm. more you become less self-focused and more outwardly focused, like I'm part of the whole. It's not just me, yeah. me against the world. You mm. know, there's so many love songs, me yeah. against the world, you yes. and me against the world. But um, yeah, the world's inside you. It makes it very exciting, you know, when I, we realise that we're an aspect of that collective consciousness. That, that's the Gandhi's famous saying, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world become so powerful because we realize that through changing ourselves, we change and influence everything else. Mm. I think that is also the, 
the understanding that people are really starting to connect with. If I can influence and affect my own conscious experience, then what I can do is influence and affect everything else through that process. Mm. It was interesting. I was having a chat to a young man recently and he was saying, you know, I want to change the world as a lot of young people do. I want to change the world. Mm. And uh, what came through was there's only one world you can change yeah. and that's your world. Yes. Because the world's happening, but how you perceive it is your world. Mm. So you either perceive a beautiful world or a stressful world, yeah. but that's the only world you can ultimately change. That's a, it's a great place to start. <laughs> <laughs> and once you change your world, yeah. meaning you know you're, you, you don't believe your stressful thoughts anymore, yeah. like you yeah. have lovely thoughts and feel good and connected, mm. then literally the world changes around you and you actually affect change. It responds, every, yeah. doesn't it? It just absolutely Look, I, does. I've changed the world, this radio station. There were lots of grumpy people when I started and they all sort of went away and lots of lovely enlightened people came and, um, yeah, it's become much more of a family. It's lovely. It's gorgeous what's happening, you know, accentuating the positive. They all thought I was a crazy hippie when I started. <laughs> they probably still do, Karen. Oh, they do. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You're doing a great job. Look, uh, yeah, there's a lot happening this weekend. We're going to talk about the conscious cur currency in a minute, but um, John of God's obviously in town. He's got about, I don't know, four or 4,000 4, people out there at Homebush meditating mm. and creating a current. Yeah. How do you think that's going to affect Sydney across the weekend? So it's today, tomorrow and Monday. Do you think that's going to... I think it's absolutely fantastic and... You know, the third law of thermodynamics suggests as you de-excite any system, it will naturally move towards order. As you excite any system, it will naturally move towards chaos. When you get large groups of people meditating and moving into that space, into those quieter states and into that broader conscious current, current if you like, uh, then order is going to be something that is going to pervade the collective consciousness. Um, and you get an epicenter, you get 4,000 people like that, you get what I call an epicenter of de-excitation. Uh, and so when you get an epicenter of excitation, like an earthquake, you get an epicenter of excitation, you get an event horizon of destruction. If you create an epicenter of de-excitation, then you'll get this great big event horizon of order. So I think there'll probably be a whole lot of people in Sydney feeling really happy mm. uh, this week, uh, this weekend and uh, having no idea why that's the yeah. case. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And it might be something going on out at Homebush that's, yeah. that's having this effect of elevating the collective consciousness. Yeah. And I think uh, they're great things. It's always a great thing. You know, it's nice to have a rugby game out there or whatever. And, you know, if we can blend it with these kinds of events, then I think that's a great thing. Our, these spaces are being used for a broad range of, of social utility. I think it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it is amazing. Because this is the first time he's been in Australia. There's been mm. a lot of controversy around his visit, both positive and negative. The media's been on his on his case, saying he's a charlatan and all that sort of thing. But say what you like, you get three or four thousand people sitting in meditation. That can only be a good thing. You've got a story about how that can actually shift crime and stuff mm. like that. There's been recorded. Y yes, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who was the the guy that taught the Beatles to meditate all those mm. years ago, mm -hmm. amongst many others, actually ran a, an an experiment outside of. Chicago in the in the eighties, he got six seven thousand meditators in airplane hangars outside of Chicago, and got an independent auditor to um, at sporadic intervals to get that group of meditators to meditate over a week long period. They had a look at that data, correlated that against socioeconomic data, and they saw that there was a direct correlation when this large group of meditators started meditating, then the crime rate started to dip, and unemployment started to f fall. And economic indicators started to increase and then they'd stop meditating and the crime rate would start to creep again and unemployment would start to creep again and that financial indicators start to dip and they created this, it's this thing called the Maharishi effect and it's again this whole idea, create de-excitation and you get orderliness 
The qualities of an orderly state of consciousness are alacrity, which brings about clarity, creativity, energy, joyfulness, intelligence, and physical well-being. That's the printout in human consciousness of an orderly conscious state. So if you get that happening collectively, you can have a collective impact of that. Mm. And that's the effect, obviously, if you become a meditator, that's what you get in your own life. Absolutely. Some clarity, yep. some more order in your mm-hmm. thoughts yeah. even. Meditation, you know, is a, is a really powerful method. I think there are many methods, you know, I mm. think there are many ways. You know, lots of people come at elevating and expanding consciousness from all different directions and I like to be very inclusive in that. Um, I'm a big fan of meditation. Um, it's, it's what <laughs> Being I a teach. teacher of meditation. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's always nice to look broader and be very inclusive because some people find it through yoga, some people find it through music, music. Mm-hmm. some people find it through Qigong, some people find it through all kinds of, there's all kinds of ways. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's service, yep, mm-hmm. surfing. Surfing, <laughs> definitely. Um, you know, there's all bushwalking. What, you know, people find that sense of consciousness elevating or expanding their conscious state, being in nature in so many ways. And I think it's good to be aware of that. Yeah. So tell us about your conscious currency. Yes. Yeah, this is a very exciting thing that we've just launched at the last event. We had an event about a month ago called Newtopia. And the conscious currency is an idea that we came up with and it's a pay it forward idea. So we've had these beautiful little gold ingots made up. We've had 3,000 of them made up, forged, and each one of them has its own independent ID number. And the idea is that you take this coin, this conscious currency, take it out into the world, and you do good for someone. And it doesn't have to be enormous. It's just about creating that ripple of doing good. Uh, Just like we were saying before, you know, saying hello to someone creates that ripple. Like this, you know, doing something nice for somebody and then handing them the coin and saying, you know, now it's your turn, pay it forward. I'm not asking for thanks or reciprocal, just pay it forward. So we've got it set up so that each of them has its own individual number. So the idea is that every time that happens, someone takes a little photo of the coin and themselves and tells the little story on Instagram, and they hashtag conscious currency and hashtag the actual number, CC0108 or whatever it happens to be. And what we're starting to see is all these stories unfold about where people have done good by somebody, done something nice to someone, and then handed them the car. And we're seeing these ripple out. They're already crossing oceans. There's already wow. some in the US. There's already some in, in India. There's already some in Europe. And we're starting to see those stories unfold. I think it may have only been three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we're starting to see them. Someone got one in the hands of Oprah over the weekend. Wow. Uh, which is a pretty exciting story. So that we'll see how exciting. that unfolds. My friend Oprah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's one problem with these. This is the only yeah. problem I can think about. They're so beautiful yes. that people will want to hang on to them. It's, it's, it, it, this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I mean, this has been done before in cards and yes, stuff like yeah. that, but um, not with the serial number, which I think is a brilliant idea. Yeah. But it's easy to give someone a piece of paper yes, card yeah, because yeah. it's not. But because they're so beautiful and they're heavy and yes. they're gold and they're shiny and yeah. you know how people love their lovely yes, gold yeah. shiny things. You give it to someone, you say, pay it forward. It's like someone might grab it and say, well, I'm going to keep this. This is beautiful. And, and Rather the, than actually. And we, we, we deliberately made them so they had weight to them, so that yeah, it had gravitas because it's not the kind of thing because you can, you know, you can pop a card or something in your wallet and forget about it. You've got this thing in your pocket. You know it's in your pocket. <laughs> well, if it's in your purse, you might forget. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Being a gal. But the whole idea is that it's got, it's that kind of 
a little bit of that kind of weight of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's given this to me mm-hmm. and everyone on the night of the 650 people or 550 people that were there at the event the other night, that we all gave them that coin. Yeah. And we are then asking them. And what I do love is people have said, oh, I do want to hang on to it. But it's caused them to think more deeply about what it is that they're going to do with it. So people are ruminating because it's got that value, because it's got that weight. They're ruminating on what they're actually going to do with it. Well, you've just hit the nail on the head because that's exactly what I'm doing. I have to play some songs in a minute, but because I've got it in my hot little purse and I'm thinking, what will I do with it? It's it's not just say hi to somebody and give it, you know, say hi to a random stranger at a bus stop or something, which I do all the time, but Mm. um, to think about something gorgeous to do with it. So here it is. Where can people get their hands on it if they're interested in being a part of this movement? Well, a lot of people have been approaching us about giving it to people as a as a Christmas gift. Yeah. You know, that whole idea of giving, you know, that, that that's a time of giving. And uh, so people say, have been saying, I want to give this to people for Christmas. So we've set it up online on, on consciousclub.com. There's a conscious currency tab there and people can actually order their coins online. Then we'll send them out to people. And Yeah, it's a nice idea to give them as a gift, actually. Maybe that's what I'll do with it. Yeah, I could give it as a gift to give yeah. to somebody. There you go. The gift of giving, 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 giving. Because it's actually saying to somebody... I'm giving you the gift of giving. That's right. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, instead of that, you know, the taking idea, it's like I'm giving you and you then give it forward. That's the whole idea. The, yeah. we're, we're really elevating that idea of giving. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So where is the Conscious Club going? What are you going to do with the Conscious Club? Well, we just, what we want to do is, is continue to build that Conscious Club community. Uh, amazingly, after four events, uh, we had inquiries from Melbourne, Perth, Brisbane, Adelaide, Canberra, LA, New York, Washington and London for people wanting to set up the Conscious Club in those cities. So you're going to franchise it? Well, we don't want to really do it that way. What we wanted to do was to spend a bit more time with the Conscious Club and get to know it uh, and to really understand what it was about and what it was trying to do. And we've spent the last three years doing that. Mm. We have taken the Conscious Club to Canberra and Melbourne already, but we really next year we intend to Uh, really bring the Conscious Club to Melbourne consistently and also uh, to Canberra, but we're also talking to someone in London at the moment. All these people are trying all over the world are trying to get us to uh, let them start their own Conscious Clubs and we're just trying to work out how we can do that in a way that maintains its integrity um, but also allows these communities to build. build. This is what people want Mm. and uh, we really feel like the custodians of the idea. We don't really feel like like we own it. Mm. Uh, we're the custodians and we've got to work out how to let this go gracefully and appropriately and allow people to have this shared experience. That's what people want. They want deep, deep, rich shared experiences where they can connect. Yeah. And that is what the Conscious Club does. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's about having a formula or a recipe that people can follow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think when people can share food, share music, share film, share speaker... And all your chocolate, we always have chocolate. You've got to have chocolate. You're going to share <laughs> at the Conscious Club. Organic um, chocolate. And teas. And, but, you know, there are so many elements to share. When you can have a shared experience like that with someone for a few hours and then the social component after, which is where everyone gets together, there's so much to talk about, you know, even if you're a little bit shy and a little feel a little um, concerned about connecting. After having all of those shared experiences, it is so easy to connect yeah. and and I think that's what we really love about we want the Conscious Club to be uplifting, informative, um, we want it to be somewhere that people come to become enlightened 
and to enjoy themselves at the same time. It's great to have a place to go out and enjoy yourself and not have to be in the pub culture. Yeah. And I had a young man on the show recently who used to put on uh, big music festivals and he said that as much as he was making lots of money, he just couldn't be a part of desensitising people because it's great to go and listen to music, but people just get so out of it, like mm. young kids, yeah. Yeah. just so out of it on everything that they can get their hands on that completely desensitises them to life. It's like, don't you go there to actually feel the music, hear the music, like why desensitise yourself? So, exactly, to open up rather mm, than close down. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that people do love is that in Australia, you know, alcohol is so much part of our social engagement. To go to a place where... You know, that's just not there. It's not part of the mix and yet there are so many other elements and people can feel, you know, get high on life. Um, yeah, and, and have a herbal tea and, and chocolate. Have a, yeah, have a, have a vata tea on the way through um, <laughs> and a bit of chocolate, uh, but they can have that whole feeling of feeling great and elevated and connected without the hangover is, it doesn't sound that complicated, but it, there aren't a lot of environments that you can do that. It's a good thing you're doing. I love it personally. I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's definitely the real thing. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Great pleasure, Karen. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Tim Brown. He's one of the founders of The Conscious Club and you can find out more at... Consciousclub.com. Consciousclub.com. Yep. And if you want to get your hands on a nice shiny little gold nugget, you can go there and uh, get them. It's been a pleasure been listening to Tim Brown, The Real Thing. This is one for you. Thanks, Karen. (laughs) Thanks for having me. See you later. Bye for now. You're with Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation. For more exciting conversations with conscious thought leaders and inspired minds, go to karenswain.com. K-A-R-E-N-S-W-A-I-N.com. And remember to like us on Facebook, Accentuate the Positive Radio with Karen Swain on Facebook. See you later. Bye for now.